Hey listener, Frank here. This is another one of my little disclaimer slash caveat thing to start an episode, and I'm just recording it on my crummy mic, so sorry about the quality. This is another episode where I'm grabbing the audio from our recent stream. It was our stream on Twitch on Tuesday the 13th, and it was our last card announcement for the Scarlet Keys. So this is a Scarlet Keys announcement episode, but because we were streaming rather than just doing an episode ourselves. We also obviously interact with chat, take some questions from them. You can hear them at the end. We also talk a little bit about how the preview season's been as a whole and our reactions to it. And then finally, we also look at some other cards that were announced and talk about, I guess, what themes or mechanical ideas are getting us excited about them. So there's three sections really to this episode. There's our card announcement, There's that section on new card ideas and what they're like. And there's also talking about preview season and taking questions from the chat. I'm sharing it with you so you can hear it. The same uh, disclaimer and caveat as last time, which is the audio is a different quality. It's been grabbed from Twitch, from YouTube and then converted. It means that I don't have the separate audio tracks, so I can't tidy it up to the quality I like. But hey, thank you to everyone who wrote back and said they actually liked the Rough and Ready style. Really appreciate you taking the time to say that. That's really nice and really reassuring. So yeah, that's the warning. Oh, and of course, Peter would like me to add that we only knew the cards that we knew up to the point we did the episode. So if suddenly our takes are out of date, hey, don't blame us. That's how it goes. This is becoming, I think, our joke of the Scarlet Keys (laughs) uh, preview season. So there we go. Okay. On with the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello. Hi. Can people hear me in the chat? Hopefully I'm live now. Give me a thumbs up if so. And yeah, you're joining us for another Drawn to the Flame live, which I guess is starting to become a thing we do now, although Peter and I off air have just been talking about how weird that is. So yeah, we're Drawn to the Flame. We're a podcast all about Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm one of your hosts, Frank, and this evening I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. This is where we find out if you've unmuted your mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're good. So, and I've also got our camera live, so we should be able to see both of us. Yeah, it's terrifying. And hear both of us. If someone in the chat can tell me that the audio is all balanced okay, that would be appreciated. Yeah, mash that thumbs up button mash if the audio is good. <laughs> that's what that's what people do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got five by five. I think that's that's cool talk for it's all good. Cool. So thank you, everyone, taking the time to tune in and join us on a Tuesday evening. It's really cool to be here. And we we said off air, didn't we, that we get excited about this kind of thing in the way that maybe we don't after 260 episodes of recording without anyone watching. My Calax is way more 2D than, than Peter's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to punch some holes in it. Yeah. It's just the, um, the, the we, screen that blocks out all of your, it's the board game collection, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to keep it out of sight. So yeah. Uh Entropy Freak is annoyed, there's no new hairdos. Actually I did have I had my hair tied up, I think, on the stream with with uh Filian the other day. So you can see the full extent of how long my hair has got. And my hair's it's... very malleable. Does that help? 
Maybe not. I don't know yeah. that's so how you doing, Peter? A good quality in, in hair to be malleable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm doing great. I'm off. I'm off down to London this week. Not for any any reason. That, well, that people might expect. Uh, going to celebrate my uh, in-laws' joint seventieth birthday. So that's yeah. going to be absolute chaos. Um, but yeah, no. Apart from that, things I think everything's going okay. How about you? Yeah, ticking over nicely. It's beautiful weather here in Yorkshire. It's lovely, sunny evening. So yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, just before we dive in, just wanted to remind people, if you're fans of the podcast, um, tuning in, like what we do or have enjoyed our spoiler season, we don't often mention that we do have a Patreon. So if you want to become a patron of the cast, it would be super appreciated. I recognise lots of people in the chat already are, but we'll just shout that out as well. Obviously, Part of what we do is talking to FFG, getting cards to announce, trying to do some of that work so that there's a spoiler season. And if you want to support us, that would be amazing. And we do have like an incredibly friendly Discord channel that's all about uh, being into Arkham. And we, in fact, recently got interviewed by someone who works for Discord to work out oh, yeah. why our Discord was so nice, which was... <laughs> really fascinating <laughs> yeah yeah, so, that, yeah. Was, was, uh, that was that was um that was cool i like that um yeah and and just to build on what frank said there this is our last spoiler this spoiler season yeah so i guess the next you hear from us probably the, the packs released right and we're talking and we've busted open and looked at all of the cards yeah imagine what that first looks going to be like but as but says Berta says I'm sure you get this a lot but you look way different than my mental picture of you oh man who is that who's that aimed at is that me or you yeah maybe both <laughs> I remember one listener funny saying if, they if were surprised he... I wasn't in tweed yeah <laughs> be funny if if Bertes had imagined that I looked like you and you looked like me but exactly and was just really that, surprised yeah. that way the other yeah. way around <laughs> the dissonance the it, dissonance I was sort of very close but also exactly wrong at the same time and David Ryan Anderson says, that's impressive. I'd enjoy an episode about that, actually. About community? That... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About the Discord community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, I mean, that's uh, we haven't even planted that question in the chat, have we? <laughs> I, I I certainly didn't. But that, that, that's, that is a great a great uh, subject for an episode. And we've, we'd, we've got one planned. We'd asked around our community um, about... Uh, what people get out of being in a community not necessarily our community just any kind of card mm. gaming community and mm. we're working a lot of people put a lot of time into giving us answers to that and they haven't seen yeah. anything come back of that yet but but you will uh, we've got a lot planned to talk about on that one so yeah no yeah. keep keep your keep your eyes and ears peeled for that yeah i think it's a good one to explore i remember maxine she sent us a really nice note when we did arkham in flames along the lines of what is it about a horror tough scary game that inspires people to be so nice and friendly and i just thought it was really like a great point and it stayed with me since then anyway we do have a final card to reveal should we do it speaking of the, the spoiler button it's right we've in set me. this up so well peter we've done this we're talking about helping other people community yeah. doing things for the team so good okay yeah hit, right, hit that spoiler button Why hit not? that spoiler button Boom. Martyrs Van Brace. It's impossible for me to respect someone who's wearing an arm cast. You look like a mummy from Egypt. Remove it. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a shout out to um, the Crypt Drill account, who I just <laughs> popped into my head this afternoon. It'd be fun to get into spoiler card. Let's yeah. let's let's move swiftly past that. If you don't follow Crypt Drill on Twitter, you definitely should. Um, We're it's very, very all funny. about all about supporting other content creators, <laughs> and Crypt Drill is one of them. <laughs> Um, right, let's 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 do this for real. Yeah, let's do uh, it. How do I do that? Oh yeah, <laughs> boom! Here we go. Do you want to read this, Peter? Yeah, I think it's my turn actually. Um, right, is, we yeah. have Martyrs Van Brace, Remnant of the Unknown, and it is unique. This is a two cost, three XP asset with a willpower and a wild icon, and it has the item, charm, and armor traits. I've instantly slipped into my podcasting voice here, even though we're we're broadcasting live. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. we do release these as podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it has the text. You get plus one skill value while resolving revelation abilities on encounter cards. Reaction. After another investigator at your location draws a non-peril encounter card, before resolving that card's effect, exhaust Martyr's Vambrace, you are considered to have drawn that encounter card instead. Has an accessory slot. Oh, it takes up an accessory slot. And then has two health and two sanity. So yeah, there's an awful lot on there. That's maybe the longest cost text I've seen on any card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes on for a while. So one thing I saw on one Discord was please, something along the lines of please don't let this be another card that disappoints Daniela. And I've got I'm bad news for the Daniela players. <laughs> yeah, it probably is a disappointing Daniela card. So this is a card where when I first saw it, I was a bit cool on it. And I think part of it is there's almost too much information on this card for me to take in at one time. One thing that it took me really long time to get my head around is that this is a two cost accessory card that soaks two and two. Yeah, that's so really two nice. Two cost for four straight away is pretty good. Uh, well, better than better than the average. It can't soak for other people, but still, that's pretty nice. And straight away, you're just putting all of that soak into one slot, which is really good. And that's before we've looked at any of the other texts. So that's really nice just from the start. But that's, yeah, before we've even got into what it does. Mm -hmm. So where yes. do you go with this, Peter? Where do I go with it? Do you mean where yeah. do I put it or what do I think? What excites, yeah, uh, the latter what do you think i think what's subtle is now it, it we'll cover some other cards in a minute but just just to as a sneak peek at those uh i've always quite liked tooth of the etsley Ed, mm -hmm. Edsley, and that gives you plus two skills for revelation yeah. is it's for no while is it while resolving text on encounter treacheries. cards treacheries it's just treacheries yeah and this this actually it's better because it gives you plus one to all your skills while you do that. Yeah. So the more more encounter cards you're able to draw, the better, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for resolving those. It just makes you better at resolving them. I like that. I think that's good. It's a build mm -hmm. I really like in Daniela. Is like tanking the Mythos deck, taking all mm -hmm. the, all mm -hmm. of the encounter cards. I have done in, in my last campaign. I did do the all four. Encounter cards dealt to myself as Daniela. A secret play for for first watch, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just give them all it's to yourself just... and just tank that. And I'm, I'm glad. Oh, go on, go on. No, I, but I, I think some people have mentioned in the in the chat 
let me handle this. It. Let me handle it. Let me handle this. Let me handle this. Yeah. Let me handle this. That's plus two, and you can. It's it's like a one shot, but you get plus two skill. Yeah. This is once a turn, so a lot more repeatable. But it's only plus one skill. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I think that stacks up very well. If if let me handle this was the kind of effect you wanted in your deck, Martyrs Van Brakes is almost certainly another card that you would want in that same deck. Yeah. I'm noticing chat coming around to the idea, of course, that this lets you get enemies as well as treacheries. Yes. Because that's right. Both of the abilities are encounter cards, so it doesn't care if it's a treachery or an enemy. Most enemies don't have revelation abilities that force you to take a test. So it, the first text with the plus one doesn't really help you for that. But yeah, particularly the second ability, you could draw a card yourself that you pass getting plus one to the skill test with the Vambrace. And then one of your teammates draws an enemy and you exhaust the Vambrace and draw that enemy yourself as well. So that's kind of cool. It's like a let me handle this meets taunt or meets riot whistle just steadily. You can make sure you're always getting an enemy if that's what's happening, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone else in the chat, I'd gladly upgrade my two. Let me handle this into two of these. I think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do we want to look at some other kind of relevant cards? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk a bit about those. Sure. Into Let's this. Do it. Okay, yeah. I've kept up uh, Martyrs Van Braces there as well, so we can keep looking at it, how beautiful it yes. is. Uh, right. Well, I, as I mentioned, Tooth of the Eds, Edstley, the mortal mm-hmm. reminder. Um, yeah, this gives you uh, plus two stats, which are probably. Well, probably the treachery stats, right? Yeah. Yeah, but also it's a bit more broadly applicable, isn't it? So if you've got like a test on a treachery, yeah, you can if you're trying to the... clear a hex, yeah. say during your turn, or you're trying to break open a locked door, or, or yeah. um, frozen in fear. You want to try and get rid of frozen in fear. Yeah, yeah. This helps you while the vambrace doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you know you can still use the vambrace to to pull that off whoever is going to be hit by it, if it's going to be the kind of test that's going to lock them in place. Yeah. And yeah. Edsley has like a kind of, it's a, it's a synergized with itself in that when you pass those tests, you also draw cards. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. It's Very nice. I like fitting it. seeker card draw. Yeah. It, in many ways, I'd say the Martyrs Van Brace is pretty much an upgrade in all regards, apart from missing the card draw. Yeah, and and as you said, the thing about its only revelation abilities, but yeah, it fits into that same kind of slot of I want my accessory to be in some way defensive and protecting me, mm-hmm. and I know that you're a big fan of Tooth of Esley exactly for that reason. You put put it down, and then it does work all game for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that that's a pretty. It's kind of a sort of root one comparison, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, here's mm-hmm. one card. Uh, here's another card that's quite similar to it, but probably better in most yeah. regards. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump on to something a bit more sideways and look at Hallowed Mirror. Now, yeah. why are we comparing these two cards, Frank? We're comparing these two cards, broadly speaking, because of the slot and what you might be using in the, in the accessory slot in Guardian. Yes. Guardian accessory slot is pretty limited there is the riot whistle and the police badge as well, but and and at higher levels there's empty vessel. Mm-hmm. 
it's not like, for instance, Rogue, where there are lots of cards fighting for that accessory slot or trying to trying to beat Lucky Cigarette. Yeah, I was going to say, try to, lots of cards fighting yeah. to replace Lucky Cigarette case. But the closest card I'd have for that is the Hallowed Mirror. I think if I'm trying to decide what to run in my accessory slot in recent Guardian decks I've made, it's normally been give me a good reason not to run Hallowed Mirror rather than seeing what else fits. And I, you know, I am I'm a big Riot Whistle fan, but that fits in a specific deck. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we need to think about if we want to run Martyrs of Ambrose is, is it better than Hallowed Mirror? Or not is it better, but... Can we get by without Hallowed Mirror? Are we thinking about Relic Hunter? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Some of the things that I think Martyrs Vanbrace does really well is it offers Soak. So it you, you'd be healing the damage with Hallowed Mirror, but with the Martyrs Vanbrace, you can be soaking. And in theory, you're passing some of the tests or at least failing them less badly with the Vanbrace. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of nice. Die in the fire in the chat there has just mentioned uh, Zoe saying Zoe uh, she can potentially get something out of the Vambrace there. Yeah, uh, of course Zoe also has an accessory uh, signature card as well, which you <laughs> yeah. may well want to play. We did actually mention that when we were talking about this earlier as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. D- don't don't think necessarily think Zoe's a bad choice, but you've got to um, you've got to make that decision. Uh, are you going to want to be using her her cross? Uh, as you're playing um, and I tend to think that's quite a good signature so mm-hmm. I'd be wary yeah, someone else that's the difficult one isn't it yeah and in fact the other thing that I just mentioned sorry this is a bit of a, a tangent but the 2-2 soak is nice when you combine it with the star as well yeah, yeah it into, totally totally that's a really nice nice additional card to have alongside that isn't it I feel like if you're playing Tommy and you're thinking about this in Tommy, it does tick lots of the boxes for that Tommy tank style of I would like most things to end up on me and deal with most things, Mm -hmm. whether that's fighting enemies or taking treacheries so that I get injured by them. And part of my job is being the the person taking all of the hits so that everyone else can get on with their, their day happily and untouched. There's obviously a risk with Tommy that you take too much damage on this and shuffle it away, but exactly for that reason probably you're running the star so it can soak even more and maybe you're timing it that you've then got more soak ready to play and you you take the hits i think you can make it work in tommy with no problems yeah and and i tend to think that that style of deck like a um a a mythos tank deck because tommy has access to survivor and i think there's quite a few good cards for survivor Mm -hmm. uh, for for um that style of play in survivor um mm-hmm. test of will for instance you could be cancelling stuff uh especially yeah. if you know you've got a test of will ready to go so you've drawn the card instead yeah. so you can use your test of will at that point yeah i think there's, there's, there's a few things and then you know you know you bring the enemy to you you take you take the hit from the enemy which kills off something which gives you more ammo for becky which then you can use to kill the thing that's that's yeah. appeared that kind of stuff so yeah I, yeah I i think there's a really nice build using this in, in tommy it basically is combi- combining Cherished Keepsake and Riot Whistle. Yeah. And let me handle this almost into one card for Tommy. Like, he might be running all of those cards and this just, they get all crunched together. Which it wasn't is really nice. even until we started thinking that I, I thought it's it's kind of like a pseudo Riot Whistle as well. Um, so you mm. can get those enemies. Uh, yeah. Brill, right. Yeah, well, totally. so we've got another card to look at, just as in terms of relevant cards. We've got First Watch. 
A classic card, one that you're a big fan of, I think. Mega fan, yeah. Yeah. Such a good card. Yeah, I love this card. I I think the the thing about this card is it's like you described with your Daniela play at the start and what I've just been describing as Tommy. If you're the Guardian playing First Watch, often the power play is that you just take all of the cards yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it might be that there's one that's really difficult for you that goes to the rest of the party, but I think I've only done that a handful of times playing First Watch. And normally what First Watch reads is all the other players skip the drawing counter card step of the Mythos phase. It's not (laughs) you end up drawing them, so it's the same number of cards come out, but you just put everything on you. And that's one way that you can be really helpful as a Guardian that... Yeah, it's so powerful as an ability, I think. And what we see in the Vambrace is a mini first watch every turn. You, in four-player, you might have some difficulty of working out which which card do I want to trigger the Vambrace reaction ability for, which do I want to get. But, you know, if you're in a good team who know, know what they're dealing with, you can probably work it out. And yeah. I think, yeah, having a mini first watch every turn is so cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So was it with First Watch that you did the Daniela? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I had I had an enemy on me already, um, and I think Daniela managed to deal with everything on her turn. Yeah, I think there was yeah. like a kind of alter fate, fight an enemy, um, spend an action to discard a treachery, spend an action to discard a treachery, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, it was it was a great turn, and then obviously, like it's it's one of those things where you you don't feel like you're. It's hard to see your impact on the progression of the game. Mm-hmm. So you're if you're playing a purely defensive role, all you're doing is you're sucking up the effects of the encounter deck, and it's hard to see what the benefit is for for your, the other investigators in your team. But you know, logically, the the trend is that they have more action to do the things they're good at. Yeah, and the things they're yeah. good at are the things that help you win the scenario, right? You hope, right? Not everyone is somehow playing this tanks mode and fighting over the precious offerings of the encounter deck. Yeah, yeah imagine this this card to flip it on its head. This helped me anyway with Martyrs Van Brace. Imagine if someone you were playing with played a card that said one of your teammates no longer draws encounter cards. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> and you could be doing that with Martyrs Van Brace. Even in two players, I could be playing a Tommy or a Zoe and being tanky or a Leo, say, and just say to my teammate, you just go for clues and I will take the hits. So a great question here from David Ryan Anderson in the chat. The big question here is, does Carson want Martyrs Van Brace? Obviously, big assumption here, can he take it? We don't know. Or certainly I don't know at this point. But yeah, what do you think, Peter? Where does Carson fit in in terms of Guardians who might want the Vambrace? It's weird because my gut feel about Carson is you take fewer skill tests, right? Mm-hmm. And Twos across the board. <laughs> well, there is that, yes. Uh, you're pushing the skill tests onto the other players to, to test. Um, and hopefully they're better at the relevant the relevant things than you. But it would seem odd to put a card in the set like this that was anti-synergy with the main character who can take it. There's been a lot of yeah. speculation about whether Amina can take charms. 
Yes. We've this seen is a... charms on the sickle, the dousing rod. Yeah. Is charm going to be her thing? Your hot take. Can I share your hot take, Frank? Go on. Yeah. You, you thought that Amina might not be able to take spells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just wondered. I wonder if she could take charms. Maybe she can't take spells. We've seen a few things that say about empty arcane slots. And historically, cards that are a care about empty arcane slots are not popular in Mystic because you fill your arcane slots. So what if there was a Mystic who really was incentivized or not even incentivized, compelled not to fill their arcane slots? Yeah. I think the the part I like about Carson taking this is it fits into the role of being a helper so, yeah, Biff the Boss says in chat, pulling Tetris off other players to free up their turn is, I think, definitely good. You know, you're just saying, look, I'll I'll take the heat in Mythos and then you're all free to take your turns. Yeah. But also I can see Carson kind of getting stuck either with a nasty treachery or with an enemy an and enemy, then really exactly. struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if he's stuck well. with an enemy, he then can't be giving out actions to other people. Cause yeah. As far as I'm going off the top of my head, I haven't memorized Carson. He'd trigger an attack of opportunity every time he triggers his ability to give someone else an action. Yeah, potentially, yes, yes. I, unless they're like kind of, you know, the the dissonant voices and that, that kind of like neutral treachery that just impacts you on your turn or, or is like yeah, yeah. actions to clear, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you're doing that. I mean... There's a possibility here that Carson does do some fighting if he can take big weapons and he's just using something that's giving him a really big combat boost. So he doesn't mind too much if he ends up with an enemy because he's going to get enough of a boost. It's it's possible. We've seen other low-ish fight guardians like Sister Mary do fine at fighting when she's got a holy spear or whatever other weapon in hand. Maybe she's put enchant weapon on it or something like that. Sorry, folks. Yeah. As, some, as some people have picked up in the chat, there was a cat outside. Okay. <laughs> just ask, ask my wife to come and remove, remove him. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, I started by thinking who's the tank who takes the Vambrace. And I've come around to the idea of if you're playing in a party with a Guardian level three or above, why wouldn't you just build yourself to be really defensive and lean into one of the strengths of Guardian and give someone else a free mythos yeah. every turn? Particularly as if you go... I mean, the, there's something else we've talked about before, which is player order. If you as the Guardian go first in player order or make yourself lead investigator, you resolve your card, see how bad it's been, and then you've got the freedom to choose, okay, who am I protecting this turn if you're playing in a larger group? Yeah. There's a few people asking in the chat, Frank, does this trigger on weaknesses? Non-peril encounter card. Weaknesses are encounter cards when they're resolving. That's right, yeah. 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 It doesn't say non-weakness encounter card. So yeah, yeah, I would say so. Jaffo Wup says, Carson loves taking everyone's two actions to clear this treachery. <laughs> True, right? Although most of those... You can just clear them in someone else's threat area, but yeah. Yes, yes, but and you, yeah, you can walk off with them. <laughs> the miss, the missing piece of the puzzle here is Carson's deck building, and not just about whether he can take it, but about what else that uh, allows him to do or not. And I can see a position of being like, 
you know what? I'm going to run loads of soak. I'm going to take things on the chin. I'm going to, my goal is to be, get, let everyone else have as much time as they can. And this fits that perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about this card? We've got some other bits and bobs planned. Yeah, we've said who takes this, what role does it fulfill, who wants plus one to their skills for encounter cards. We talked about, I mean, I don't know if we need to say more about what benefits you get from another player never or rarely drawing an encounter card. And we've talked about the competition in faction for this card. I think we've covered it pretty well. There's always things we miss, naturally. But I think, yeah, that, 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 I think that's a good overview. I It was interesting talking to you the other day about this, Frank, because we'd sort mm. of, this was bottom of the heap in terms of spoilers we had to look at. Um, yeah. The big yeah. one was really the last stream where we looked at, at Vincent. Yeah. And we sort of came off the back of that and we're like, oh, yeah, we've got another card. And, yeah, like you say, you, you, you were not not disappointed in it or not like unexcited mm. by it but a bit like well i don't i don't quite know how this i can't fit this piece into the overall jigsaw puzzle yeah but yeah, i think kind of lukewarm yeah when we talked about it i think you you kind of came round on some of the tricks that could be used for it um and i think like that niche of more encounter management mm. is an interesting one that's growing i think there's yeah. a few more tools to play with it I think yeah. it's more valuable as a role in the team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wild prediction here. Will we see enemies with revelation abilities in the Scarlet Keys? Uh, it's not even a prediction, it's a question. <laughs> but it's a bit of speculation. It wouldn't surprise me. We have a few times seen enemies with revelation abilities. I think there's one in Labyrinths of Lunacy that forces you to do a test when it engages you that's something that's really not been explored in the design space. So yeah. this this would make Martyrs Van Brace even better. Yeah, I, I agree. You're completely right. I was kind of lukewarm. I think part of it is there's a lot to unpick here, and I hadn't done a lot of that. Part of it is that second ability is blank in solo. <laughs> so I sort of read it and, you know, didn't really have my multiplayer hat on, which you often need for Guardian. Yeah. But you're completely right. I think that we both have enjoyed the playstyle of being the martyr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well named, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Actually, David Ryan Hansen's pointing out in the chat, uh, they think that some of the witches have revelation abilities in yeah. Circle Undone. The, the little witches do, but the revelation ability is to discard the top two cards of the encounter deck which isn't i mean you get plus two skill plus one skill value while you do that yeah okay but there might be other specific witches that do as well can't remember yeah okay well it should we move on and we'll talk about some other bits and bobs yeah. well the first thing so we... go on do you mind if i do you mind if i take Please. over Hank? I don't mind at all no. <laughs> finally get my day in the sun all right i put our cameras back on okay um i'm ready so, so as 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 this goes, this is the last of our spoilers. There's spoilers next week, I think. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's spoilers coming next week, but there's there's quite no, a few. No, 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 no. The last is on Saturday. Oh, is it this Saturday this week? Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. Right. But we've had a lot of spoilers. I think when I counted up at the start of the season, there was 40-something. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have got that wrong. There might have been some extra ones that people were revealing two at a time, and we had... Uh, checklists with, alongside customizable cards, and we've had revelation cards. We've had a load of stuff. 
So yeah, I thought it might be nice to have a a, a, bit, a bit of a quick reflect on spoiler season. Um, both beta, the officially previewed cards count is now at seventy four. Oh my god, that's even more than I thought. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Yeah. yeah so so um, I thought it might be nice for us to have a bit of a reflect on spoiler season and and how it's how it's gone. Um, and then we can pick some cards and have a chat about some of the cards we've seen during spoiler season that we're maybe excited about or want to talk about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Sounds like a great plan. If folks have have uh, are ashamedly ducking out after having seen the spoiler, thank you for for watching. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep chatting for a bit. What's your, what's your, come on, Frank? Hit us with a hot take. What's what's your take on spoiler season? I, you you messaged me a few days ago to say let's talk about it and I should have some thoughts and <laughs> incredible <laughs> yeah, thoughts. The, yeah, is drawn to the flame. Finally, going to react to the spoilers that have dropped. Yeah, what? The what we're going to do with the rest of this stream is go back over every card we previewed, talking about every yeah. other card, how it interacts with it. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and and giving a review score for everyone else's previews yeah yeah well, how do i feel about it i think it's been amazing it's been way bigger than i think i wrapped my head around when i first saw how many cards there were to announce mm-hmm. like we had seven cards to announce i think and obviously one of those was investigator which was super exciting and challenging and and kind of cool to cover that many cards but yeah, it's been it's actually felt like almost quite a long time to be getting spoilers, like it's a long season. Yeah. Do you get that feeling as well? I mean, I guess you do because you you stop counting at 48 or whatever it is. Yeah, it it was a this was my worry going into it because we 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 obviously got the email right at the start saying like mm-hmm. this is how many are coming. And these are we. I think we we got a list of the main people who were going to be spoiling them. I think everyone had got more yeah. than one. We we'd had a list of them. Yeah. Um. And then that meant we could put together some resources for kind of the community and the other content creators tracking mm-hmm. tracking like when they were coming out. Which I think you know people have. It's been great to see people kind of enthusiastically take that up and contribute and pin messages and all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, yeah that was my incredible. my fear right at the start was that it was going to be people were going to burn out. Um, either content creators or fans of the game were going to burn out mm. the amount of content, similar kind of content that was coming out over such a long period of time. And mm-hmm. certainly my impression from with my um, uh, player hat on, that, that's not been the case at all. I've been excited to see the new cards coming every few days. I've got like my, my close friends... I've got a little little group chat with them, so I'm always excited to send them in the morning <laughs> with the US creators. They'll get like three cards shooting into that chat. Yeah. So I think like that worry hasn't been. It wasn't that it was unfounded. I think it was just it's it's not quite turned out the way I was worried it might, which is really good. The worry was burnout. Well, it's worry- sort of like people will just give up caring after yeah after a few weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. they haven't. People have been really engaged all the way through. People have been really hyped for the box. There's been a lot of speculation about what's coming. People mm-hmm. have engaged with how the content creators have wanted to do stuff in yeah. a really like fun way. Um, yeah. People have got. Yeah. <laughs> people have looked forward to seeing certain co- content creators in their swimming pool every week. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it, I, I think that's been great. I, I, it's been. With my taken off my player hat and put my content creator hat on, it's been okay, it's yeah. been difficult because it's taken up a lot of the pipeline of content we would want to do, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And like, I think people, you know, there's maybe a little bit of expectation. We'll we'll talk to Maxine after a cycle. Um, yeah. And we still got stuff planned for that, but it's not like something we've forgotten. It's just fitting that in alongside all of the stuff we've had to organize has been difficult as well yeah. as kind of keeping the show going in terms of just creating the regular every every mm. week every month episodes mm. yeah and i think that other angle of that is if we're doing a lot more previewing of cards that's then affecting what we want to record as our other non-preview stuff yeah if we want to do an esoteric devices or do a dunwich first look we might not want to because we've just been doing quite a lot of the granular talking about a card so we'll try and pick topics that are a bit more open-ended or discursive mm -hmm. so yeah I think the it's other... really interesting seeing in the chat actually people's responses as well to spoiler season you know some people have felt it's been nice to step back there's been so many that you don't feel like you need to be on top of every single one mm -hmm. because there's so many that it's not it's not like you're missing the immediate hotness yeah, Veronica says preview season has been fantastic. I mean, I think it has. Like, it's been beyond the wildest dreams of what people thought a preview season could be like. And it's new. That's the other thing that's so... Yeah. We didn't know going into it what three months of previews for Arkham would be like. And it's been incredible. I think the other kind of side benefit that I didn't predict at all was increased engagement between creators as well. I think that's mm -hmm. been really cool. Actually... David Ryan Anderson in the chat there saying um, her experience has been really great and I think exactly the kind of thing that the Arkham Horror community needs. The game isn't like, oof, MTG, um, that can rely on community tournaments or any kind of non-cooperative game. It, getting that yeah. kind of organised play event is a bit more tricky. Uh, requires yeah. a bit more organisation than just turning up and throwing down some cards with other players. Um, and I think that's, that's yeah, that's sort of echoing what I was going to try and say there. Like, yeah. we've I've certainly been talking to a lot more content creators about stuff, what you're doing, when you're doing it. That's been really good, really positive. And I've engaged with their content a lot more than I would have had the time to do previously. Yeah. Which I think is a real yeah. benefit of the spoiler season. I think one of the great strengths in the community is there are so many people creating content. Mm. And if FFG slash content creators themselves can get together and create these things for the community... Broadly speaking, like 98% of the response to that has been really positive of this is really cool. I didn't know about that creator or um, it's really fun to see this team up or whatever else it is. Yeah. So, more, yeah. more team ups next time, I think. We'll try and more team ups. Cross pollination. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Neramore says, I'm starting to get a sense of the faction themes now. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's been amazing kind of dribbling out as we see a card from this faction then a card from that one we're going to kind of talk about that in a moment so yeah and crabble first time chat from crabble thanks for chatting crabble uh it's really good to have such a long spoiler season because you get a feel for the player cards but are still interested in what we miss yeah totally like when we announced sin eater not sin eater sin eater <laughs> that that was so exciting for us because obviously it plays into the doom mechanic but no one else, you know, sharing that piece of the puzzle was really exciting. So, yeah. both Smutcher and Lord Batboy there have said the the having the discussion around each of the cards, as much as use the phrase, takes the edge off a large drop of new cards, which I think is mm. is fun, especially if you're 
maybe a more uh, like casual player of the game, um, mm-hmm. and you haven't been sitting around waiting for the, looking at all the new cards, you know that you know when Vincent drops, these are the kind of decks you can because people have been talking about Vincent for a few weeks now. In fact, probably longer yeah. than that with Vincent, but there's a bit of like kind of community knowledge generated around the cards to give you a bit of a path into looking at at the cards when you get the new set, right? Yeah, that's part of what I enjoy about listening to other casts or watching other shows is hearing the ideas that other people are coming up with and then being inspired myself. Mm. So it's not this kind of pressure of I need to think of a Kaimani deck right now because uh, I want to play with them and I don't know what to do. Like, go and watch Until the End of Time's video where there are four different decks offered for Kaimani, which is fantastic. Mm. So just, again, it's the inspiration and, like, taking the edge off it so are there some themes that we're kind of should we jump into some yeah, themes we're into yeah 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 um, or that we're curious about well do you want should we pick should we pick your ones first okay fine so we've got yeah underworld market here i oh. did <laughs> you can't see me on video anymore but i'm doing shocked <laughs> shocked face um yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just very quickly, this is a permanent exceptional card. You get plus ten dex size. Uh, free uh, reaction before drawing your opening hand. Draw. Uh, choose ten illicit cards from your deck. Shuffle them together and place them next to the underworld market as your market deck. Uh, reaction at the start of your turn. Reveal the top two cards of your market deck. You may spend one resource to draw one of them. Place the rest on the bottom in any order. So this creates a, a side deck of illicit mm. cards that you can draw out of your market deck. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, can you remember who it was that spoiled this card? Yes, this was Playing Board Games, playing board the games YouTube bro. channel. Did a really good video on this. I think they knew that they were onto a bit of a coup of a deck. Their, their videos uh, have been great. Card. Yeah, just loads of energy and diving yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. and Yeah, it's been really good. So I like, obviously, I like the side deck thing here. I think that's really cool. I've really enjoyed playing... Um, Underworld support, gosh, is that what it's called? Where you go to one of yeah, and do a high right, deck. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also now Underworld Market, which is like another weird way that it's almost like the Underworld messes with your deck yeah. in Rogue. So I think that's kind of cool coming out. And then the other little theme I've picked out here that I'm intrigued by is on Friends in Low Paces and in this, there's this idea of spending a single resource to draw a card. Yeah. And I think it's a nice way of touching on some of what we know about Rogue. They get rich, or they should be able to get rich. And if you want to use those cards, there's going to be a real incentive to run rich so that you turn those resources into selective cards, which I think is really, really intriguing, basically. Yeah, I think, um, like, use it. <laughs> this is going to sound like a funny sentence, but using your resources as a resource... <laughs> there's, there's yeah. great back in the day there was a great um kevin keegan quote about he's using his strength and that's his strength his strength yeah 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, you're yeah, using, yeah. Your, your resources aren't just like your economy to pay for cards it's like invested in different ways and they kind of flow back and forward and you can turn them into cards you can turn them back into resources that kind of stuff yeah we've seen that kind of in a mini way with joey the rat vigil where you could spend resources instead of actions to play items. But it feels like that theme in Rogue is being more explored or might be being more explored. I just think that's really cool. And then I think the other thing that's really cool about this is you 
choose the 10 illicit cards that make up your market deck, which is really cool about then being you could only have 10 illicit cards in your deck and you know that that's going to be your market deck. Or you can be selective about, okay, this is a more fighty scenario. I'm going to put my illicit weapons in the market deck if I've decided that's where I want them. Or you may be the opposite. I'll put my lockpicks in the market deck and leave them there and I won't draw into them in upkeep then because I don't need to investigate. So it opens up all kinds of scope for kind of shenanigans in Rogue, which I'm here for Rogue shenanigans. Yeah, and just briefly, uh, Vinegary Minclair has, has uh, just noticed that the, the art is similar to Aesop, uh, Aesop's Pawn Shop. Classic yeah. Netrunner card there. Yeah, wow, thanks Vinegary Mink for your first time chat. Dropping that. in with, with the Netrunner, Netrunner <laughs> Goss. Right, should we jump on to another card? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Apparently this one is Research Notes. Oh, okay. This is one that you put in, right? Yeah, I, I think like I like this card. I think it's it's a cool card. I think there's a lot going for it i like just in terms of the card itself i like that it, it it lets you launder cards from kind of low shroud to high shroud locations so mm-hmm. you could use your launder clues what did i say cards launder cards yeah i yeah. meant clues sorry yeah yeah so, so you can use your your malison or your quick study or or whatever it is to to drop clues on uh low shroud locations Pick them back up with with an action there, move up to a high shroud location, and you've got the evidence stored there to just suck up a load of clues up a high shroud location with a single test. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that's cool, but I think yeah, exactly. David Ryan Anderson in the chat there has said research notes is another card I like to run in in Roland. Well, I don't know anyway, but uh, also I'm going to build a Butterfingers yeah. deck. So dropping clues, fan-made, fan-made investigator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I think it. This to me represented something I said to you a little while ago, and I think that die in our Discord had said the same thing. There's quite a few niche, slightly more niche play styles, which are getting this like an aggregate of support that's been building up for those uh, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. kind of decks over the over the years we've been playing the game. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them are kind of like reaching like a, a climax of, of or a critical mass of cards to really give you some options to build those decks with them. Mm-hmm. So research notes, and I think we might see another couple of cards. There might even have been another couple of cards previewed. I can't think off the top of my head that that work in this kind of way. Activating um, discovery is the one where you drop you drop three one, cards, two or three three clues, and you can draw. Two, four, or six, six cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think you think. Do you look at six and then you pick to drop that one, it. two, or three to draw two, four, or six of them? I think that's how it works. Yes. Wild card. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so it, it does. But, but yeah. So if you did the drop three, research notes gets three evidence just straight away. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've got to pick those three clues back up, but research notes makes makes that easier to do. Yeah, and yeah. It, you a know, single action if you pass by three or more then fine. It okay. could just wow. be used as a bank of evidence for Daryl as well, if you want it to be. Yeah, and that's the other angle here. You like dropping clues for Hawkeye Folding Camera, and we seem to not just be getting more things that key off dropping clues, but more rewards for doing it. Yeah. And obviously one of them is the camera and evidence. And I'm really looking forward. It's a really nice meeting of demon mechanics, isn't it? Yeah. That the survivor seeker is 
somehow like loses the evidence and then finds it again. It's like, <laughs> oh wait, it was here. It was here all and along. I, it triggers with what newspaper as well, right? You might want to float along it. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> topping back up again. Like, I don't know, I did find it. Oh no, I've forgotten. Hawkeye is limit once per location. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, if you have two Hawkeyes, both can trigger. And there's no limit on how much evidence can end up on the Hawkeye as well. Yeah. So it is it is limit once per location. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is why I want to talk about that. I think there's there's a few as well as the clue dropping, there's a few other kind of I mean, obviously we've got Amina coming, so the Doom play mistake is gonna get an influx of cards to really solidify mm-hmm. the deck building options you've got there. Mm-hmm. Um Elicit we've already mentioned. I think there's gonna be by the sounds of it, well, Elicit and Tools, uh, we're gonna get some support for both using both of those kinds of cards. Yeah, I think that it it's it's exciting, and and actually the support as well, the pure support characters. Oh, and healing as well. We're getting tools to build like a dedicated healing character yeah, yeah. who can benefit beyond just being able to heal better. Uses yeah. healer healing to generate tempo. I think there's mm-hmm. lots of mm-hmm. fun stuff. There's going to be a great deck diversity coming out after this pack. Yeah, I think so too. It, we... The fact that already. It feels like there's multiple different ways to take some of the investigators that have been announced is really positive, right? It's a, the strength of the card pool and the the sense of things not being worked out, but being like, yeah, I do want to try a, I don't know, a fail Daryl because I can do all the fail tech from Survivor or yeah. I do want to try this clue dropping. Yeah. You wanted to move us on maybe? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump on to String of Curses. Oh, yeah. This, so this is another one I chose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mentioned this on the Reddit when I saw it, but it made me think of Mort from one of the best games ever made, Planescape Tournament, who is a floating skull whose signature ability is that he's so rude he can enrage folks to the point they have to attack him <laughs> in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, and, like it's it's what's what's really <laughs> it's it's very useful because you can use it on mages. So there'll be this like kind of twenty-five intellect mage like slinging off um you know universe ending fireballs and this skull floats up and calls him a prick and he suddenly he's like rolling up his sleeves <laughs> running over with a stick trying to hit a skull um, why yeah, did you... it does seem like that yeah. <laughs> why did yeah. you why did you want to talk about this card frank so this this fits in the the doom thing that we're seeing the doom i guess it's an archetype but to me, what I really like about this card as well is that we're also seeing Parlay get a little bit of love in this yeah, box. That's really We've interesting. Seen motivational speech as well is we chose not to pick a Guardian card here because we've just announced Martyr's Vambrace, but motivational speech is a Parlay, an investigator at your location can play an ally, reducing its cost by three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Parlay is so rare. People have had to remind each other. Remember, that means no attacks of opportunity, and I think it's really nice to see. We've seen cards like uh, breaking and entering say this does not trigger attacks of opportunity, and obviously that's an investigate. But it would be nice to see more cards that use parlay as a way of just saying, "Look, no attacks of opportunity." So this is a parlay ability. It's an auto evade and a clue for the mm-hmm. cost of a doom, or a resource card and and an enemy killer if that enemy has doom on it and so i really like that it has combat and agility icons because that's the nice reminder of the two 
angles of this card, the agility bit being an auto evade that's also a clue. And I just think it's in some sense kind of a messy card. There's lots of abilities here, but I think it will be a really fun card to see in action and fun to see the mystic being like, we can handle another doom, right? (laughs) Or, you know, people have already pointed out that this against, say, Brotherhood Cultist is really cool. Because Brotherhood Cultists can build up Doom really yeah, quickly yeah, or, whenever you attack it, and what's then the big the big guy, the uh, Wizard of the Order, Wizard of the Order, yeah. yeah, yeah. And for Wizard of the Order, you it spawns at a location away from you, and at the end of Mythos gets a Doom. Normally, there is a sense of urgency. We've got to get over there. We've got to pass a combat four, uh, a fight four check to kill this thing. It's going to get Doom quickly. But you could have the Mystic stroll over, or if it's Luke Robinson, just pop into the gate box and play this from a location away and not just defeat the enemy but gain two three four resources from it depending on the do just just... like luke whispering out the gate box you're a brick yeah (laughs) (laughs) no yeah there are obviously other cards that we've seen that more overtly do stuff with doom the the other theme we see is the choice which I think is really, a really cool little angle. you know. So the sickle is, do you want to add a Doom for more damage or do you want to do the weaker ability to clear Doom? And and this one, I think the choice is probably even more de- delicious. Auto-evade and a clue, but you Doom the enemy or kill the enemy. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's also, importantly, it doesn't say discard the enemy. It says defeat it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's a nice... So for some for some VP enemies you might want to find a way of putting a Doom on it, like playing another copy of this, so that on a future turn you can just weak, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. should we jump on to the last card as well? Uh, and probably Amina can take spell, right? If, yeah. If this, this is a spell. Potentially, yeah. I was thinking about that, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe no spell assets. Yeah, maybe. Maybe no assets. Okay, yeah. What have you? What have you chosen for us as your final card? Uh, this is a pocket multi tool, multi tool pocket knife, um, Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife trademark. I like this Fun card. Fact, both the cards you chose were announced by the Spanish podcast Los Archivos de Arkham. Yeah, a really great bunch of guys over there. Um, big fan of them. Although I can't listen to much of their content because I don't speak Spanish, but yeah. I love seeing what they're up to on. Um, on Twitter, and actually, great to see Tango and Plan get uh, get get card two cards maybe to spoil. Uh, they have one coming one. up this week as well, so ah. they've done three. Okay, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so they did Girish. They did Girish. Oh, that was what amazing. Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I do like this card, but I I kind of wanted to touch on customizable cards. Yeah. I they're they're so interesting. I think. People have had mixed thoughts about them. They're very complicated. Not very complicated. They're complicated. They're Mm -hmm. fiddly. They need a bit of rules text to go along with them. It's not immediately grokkable how they work. They might Mm -hmm. be a little bit off-putting to a newcomer for some Mm -hmm. reasons. But I think they're an indication of the flexibility you can have in a a co-op card game like this. Um, and I think they've got a lot going for them as well. I think they're a, they're a great way of investing experience in a way that you're specifically going to use. So that yeah. that's really good. I think it says something that 
almost all of them, I've planned out a path for the full 10 XP um, yeah. to be spent. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, my ideal version of this card is this, 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 and this. I think yeah. that's especially funny with the pocket multi-tool because it, you know, someone someone's rocking up with their lightning gun or their um, <laughs> their, their mystical key necklace or their their hammer unearthed from Cyclopean ruins, and you're there mm. with look how many attachments my pocket knife has. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, particularly customizable works for this card in in particular in terms of customizing it. Yeah. You know, the, you sometimes seen those Swiss Army knives that are like almost as thick as they are long because <laughs> yeah. they've got so, so many, many things yeah. coming out of them yeah. um so yeah yeah so, so so i think that that's they're interesting i think they they allow you to invest the xp in 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 specific ways that i like i think they're also for new players while there is kind of a, an additional load on learning how they work mm-hmm. and tracking them and things like that it's a it's a great way of offering them a lot of deck building options with a with a kind of minimal card requirements so we've got two cards here for well three cards if you take one copy of the upgrade sheet and two copies of the the actual multi-tool and you've got like you know one two three four five six seven eight including zero xp just from taking one upgrade and then you can start to combine upgrades to to have different effects on it of the customizable cards this one felt to me like the most obvious for how customizable works because you're mm-hmm. like, well, these are the these are the extra tools I've got in my multi-tool. Yeah. So it felt yeah. like a great theming use of customizable to introduce mm-hmm. how it works. And I also think it's it's a really nice, I think some of the abilities now are really nice. I think was uh Crabble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Leet Leet Crabble, I think that is meant to be. <laughs> I don't know. Crabble had said it's uh, ex- excellent for spending low XP on a customizable card. You could just, yeah, like they've said, you know, detachable and pry bar. I think you've got not a bad um, kind of one XP equivalent card. Mm. Fine, go for it. But you could also spend a lot more XP as well. Yeah, if you were to just add spring loaded, so that takes it up to three XP with those ones. Because it becomes a reaction ability, you've got this card that is sort of protecting everyone for a treachery depending on who needs it and you're waiting for the first person to fail Mm -hmm. and that's that's great you know what you said about new players is so spot on when i've taught new players recently i've maybe brought some xp cards in a deck box to share with them and i often find myself going to say vicious blow level two beat cop level two if they're playing as the guardian so that I can then show them the beat cop that was in their level zero deck and be like, you could upgrade this into this, rather than showing them a bunch of different cards that would confuse them. It's mainly about like, look, XP can be used to make the cards that you already use be better. Yeah. And I think I think customizable does that one better, in fact. You could not even show we you know, if I was playing with a new player, they might say, Oh, what does customizable do? And I in theory could say to them, Don't worry about that now. I'll show you at the end of the scenario. Yeah. Because while you're playing a scenario, customizable doesn't do anything, right? The pocket multi-tool in your level zero deck, you don't even need the extra card. Um, Some people in the chat says, imagine they're an Arkham DB coding nightmare. They definitely take a lot more work than a normal card, but I've done some correcting of them, but Zorba has done all of the, the heavy lifting in preparing them to go on. 
and Zorba has done like an incredible job, including things like the Raven Quill, where you get to pick a trait, or I think is it is it Grizzled, where one of the upgrades is pick more traits as well. Oh Something god, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And Lord Batboy's mentioned in the chat there our, our theoretical Tommy um, Mythos tanking deck can take that Grizzled and the Van Brace and the Pocket yeah. Multi Tool with with yeah. uh, Pry Bar on it, and yeah, wow, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, we're getting there exactly. Okay, should we should we knock? Talk, we just hit eight o'clock. Should we Perfect. knock talking about cards on the head, and we'll just do a quick roundup. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah. What are your final thoughts on everything? As you can see, I've been pulling my hair up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> molding um, it. Yeah, I just play with it all the time. <laughs> What am I, is this final thoughts about spoiler season or just final thoughts? Yeah, everything. This is it. We're done. This is the end of the the an era. End of <laughs> spoiler season for what, us. What, what what are your final thoughts on Van Brace and spoiler season? Van Brace excited. I currently don't have an in person three or four player group. I think I'm just suddenly thinking. Am I insulting someone by forgetting? <laughs> no, no, I definitely don't. And I would really like either an online or an in-person group because it feels like a really fun thing to see in play and be really cool. And we've talked we've talked a lot about Carson off air, or we did when he was announced. And that whole like a Carson turn could be one action to himself and three actions given out to the rest of the party. And that's awesome and different and weird. And I really want to see that in action. So yeah, Van Brace I'm excited about. How about you? Yeah, I'm interested. I, I like that Mythos tank style. I don't know whether I will play it again now because I've not long finished a campaign playing as Daniela running that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Some of the cards, some of the Survivor cards coming out, like someone mentioned Grizzled there, which I'm I'm quite keen on. The, the mm-hmm. pocket mm-hmm. pocket knife I'm keen on as well. If it doesn't, if looking at those cards doesn't suggest to me a Daryl deck may well go back to Tommy and I've got I don't have that much experience playing as Tommy so it mm. could be a good chance to dive in Entropy Freak says Frank there's a great friendly discord where you can find folks to play with it's called Drawn to the Flame if I if I find my way there I should ask people <laughs> yeah and yeah. and spoiler season I guess like I think it will be interesting to to return to the kind of discussion we had um, just earlier, I, I, I spilled some guts there, Frank. I hope I didn't say anything too controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to return to that kind of chat. I think you know, October, November, December time. Yeah. See how the dust has settled a little bit. Seeing if we still got the kind of engagement that has been going on these past few weeks mm-hmm. with everyone mm-hmm. talking about new, new cards. Yeah. Yeah, Lord Batboy says, sincere thank you to all the content creators for spending their time to bring previews to the community and that they felt closer to the Arkham community for the past three months and been exposed to some great creators I never knew about. That's, that's the dream. Incredible. Yeah, it's the, that's yeah. the dream of it, yeah. And I, like, I think, you know, there's been some key folks like Veronica from Until the End of Time, who's in the chat, who've um, really helped tie things together. I, my friend has called groups like Mythos Busters and, and Until the End of Time as well, I think, as like community glue. Um, yeah, absolutely. People who create those communities and really let people stick together. Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing to acknowledge with spoiler season is there are some creators who didn't get cards, 
and either were upset about that or I don't want to put feelings in their mouths if they didn't feel those feelings but who wanted to be involved and weren't Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I would obviously like to change in future I don't know if there'll be another spoiler season but I would like to think it could be even more people involved and and yeah even even bigger in that regard and I think the more people are involved the better it is and I think that range of seeing people people announce cards in different ways is really good like really healthy veronica says i'd love it for ffg to have something on their page for preview season yeah i think it's like that that yeah i would too yeah i think that would be great i think ffg have still got bugs to work out in terms of engaging with content creators Mm -hmm. um and and a kind of mutual promotion yeah Uh, yeah don't want to say anything too much in on that <laughs> the fear of having someone FFG in the chat and then yeah fired yeah. into the sun. We'll have our lawyers say say what that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a tricky one. I, want, I hope I hope people in the chat can read between the lines. It's an awkward situation <laughs> to be in, not in a like mm-hmm. oh woe is us, but we just have to be careful in that regard, and we're balancing up. Like I want to stay in good terms with them because I think preview season is a good thing to have. Yeah. Do I think it matters if we're the ones giving out the cards and and sharing them? I don't think so. But I would like people sharing cards and it seems like the community love it. So, yeah, that would be good. Um, Any final questions? If you have any final questions, chuck them in the chat just as we're rounding up and um, we'll try our best to answer them very quickly. Um, Try our best to fill the tumbleweed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone at work the other day said... what The phrase he used was... He doesn't know how much tum- Thanks, David. Doesn't know how much tumbleweed has passed under the carpet. What? And I was like, that was from context. He was saying a lot of time has passed, and, and he said lots of things. Tumble- yeah, and the way he phrased it was um, a lot of tumbleweed has passed under the carpet, or something like that. And I was like, that's that's fascinating because it doesn't sound like it sounds like a phrase. He's nailed the kind of cadence of an idiom. And yet it, it it's, it's almost no yeah, it almost makes no sense. But um, but a lot of the elements of it, like tumbleweed passing, tumbleweed, yeah. indicate the passage of time. So he's somehow crafted a likely sounding idiom that I know exactly what it means, while still being meaningless. That well, was quite impressive. We have got thanks so much for the last three months. No, no, no. Uh, from Exopen, thank you. Um, Edrupy yeah. freak. This is the one I was trying to read. Will there be a face check? Think on your feet for the Scarlet Keys. I'm enjoying face checking dark matter so much that I am <laughs> tempted. Yeah. The backlog for Think on Your Feet is growing because we've not done Edge of the Earth yet or Return to TCU or Innsmouth. <laughs> so there's stuff to do. We've done Dream Eaters? Yeah, we did Dream Eaters together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was good fun. Yeah. So there's things to do, but I think it could be a really fun thing to do. I. I wondered about it for Edge of the Earth and then wasn't sure about would people like it because would they have played at the same pace I play at? But I think I'm so slow with doing them just because it takes a long time to record them and then edit them that I'm not going to end up bringing out episodes before people have played, really. So, yeah, um, I hope so. Um, favorite take, favourite spoiled card until I, now, Peter? I'm, 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 I'm literally opening up Hall of Arkham, so I can scan down the list. It's probably one of the ones I picked. Um, it's it's a difficult one. I think there's quite a lot. Um, I'm fitting for time here, if that's not obvious. Yeah, as I, scan I wonder down the if list. does Scrabble mean favorite card that we announced? 
because we had some good ones. Damning testimony as well. We've not mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we deliberately didn't mention that. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bit tooting our own horn there. I think I really like Sinita uh, in terms of just raw power. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that's that's a good one. Right, I've closed that now. I think you killed the... Yeah, yeah, it's back now. I think Hall of Arkham killed the stream. Oh, there. wow, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, so the other question, uh, Veronica has asked two simultaneous questions, which I'm going to ask us both at the same time. Which mm. which of the core set or the Hall of... Um, the Scarlet Keys investigators are we most uh, excited to play with in the Scarlet Keys? I think that was the question. Yeah. Scarlet Keys, Daryl, Solo, maybe Quick Learner, being a weird, weird deck. Oh, man, that's sort of what my answer was going to be. Core set. Can Agnes do stuff with the Doom? I don't know. Maybe Daisy with the evidence stuff? Da- well, I thought Daisy Research knows. Just say skids. skids. Just say skids. Is that, oh, wait, this is this is this for bingo? Are we being lured into answering? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely foul, that is. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, Daisy with research notes, I think there's a fun deck there. Veronica's as assured as it's not bingo. Okay. But but we're not falling <laughs> for that. So yeah. yeah, damning testimony skids is definitely a thing, right? It's a nice investigative tool for skids, so why not? And then yeah. From the new set, there's quite a few. I, I, I'd start off with some firm favourites. Charlie? Not Charlie. Weirdly enough, Charlie's the only one. I'm, I, I don't dislike Charlie, but he's the only one I'm not like, ah, oh, I've got a deck I want to build for him straight away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assured he's good. You assured me he's good. Yeah, yeah so I've been playing some Charlie. He's very much in that category, like Smutcher mentioned a while ago. Uh, let other people do the hard work of figuring out what it means. <laughs> yeah. and then kind of come along later and make the final tweaks and claim all the glory. No, yeah. I, I think it was Amina and Carson I was initially excited for. But having having considered things, I don't know whether Daryl just uses a lot of cards I really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the Daryl-like heavy evidence clue-dropping thing. There's Daryl dropping difficulty to zero yes. with improvised yeah. and exploit weakness. Yes, and his ability. Just kind yeah. of, and his ability, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I think they're two separate decks. Maybe they're the same deck mashed together, but both are really fun, in my head anyway. I'm, so, yeah. I was less interested in Kaimani, although I know a lot of people are really excited for them. But on on... I did think about a Kamani deck the other day, and I was like, ooh, I could give that a go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if there's any other questions, you've got a few seconds left to ask them. Um, wow. But otherwise... The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Frank, have you got anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Real. Okay. I've done a good effort here. Play, players out, keyboard cat. That's your... That's my cue. Yes, your cue. Start, <laughs> keyboard start, cat. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Really appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to find out more of our stuff, we're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans. We're on Patreon as well. So you can come and find us on Patreon if you want to become a patron, if you're not already. Thank you so much to all our patrons. And yeah, we'll catch you for more Scarlet Keys discussion, for more Scarlet Keys hype in future episodes. 
and everything else we do as well. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.